Welcome to the Think Law Podcast with Colin Seal, where we challenge you to imagine a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good and equip you with the powerful but practical tools to make that possible in our schools, in leadership, and in our homes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Think Law Podcast. I'm Colin Seal, and I'm the founder and CEO of Think Law, where we help educators teach critical thinking using real-life legal cases and upper grades, fairy tales and nursery rhymes and lower grades, and we do a ton of work really trying to unpack and demystify critical thinking and what it means for our schools, for our leaders, and for what we need to do as we're solving our problems in our homes. So today's episode is about a really important topic that we don't really think about as much in any of these fields, which is, do they really get it? Do they truly actually understand anything of what's going on? I'm a teacher, and I'm here teaching. What are students learning? I'm a leader, but I'm here leading. I have to ask the same question. Do they really understand what I'm trying to lead them to? And at home, I have a vision, I have a mission. But is this a mystery? How do I really understand that they get it? There's someone very famous that had this problem way back in the 80s. In 1985, this woman by the name of Whitney Houston came out with a song called How Will I Know? Because she had this issue. There was a boy that she knew, the one she dreamed of, looked into his eyes, took her to the clouds above. But when she woke from dreaming, was that really love? She started asking herself, how will I know? She knew she couldn't trust her feelings. How will I know? She knew that love can be deceiving. Ultimately, how will I know if he really loves me? Granted, that's a 1980s song, Whitney Houston classic. But how do you know that your students actually get it? That the people that you were leading actually get it? That your children at home actually get it? And that's what we're going to talk through today. I want to start by sharing a really fun example of a case that we released on our Think Law store recently. Around Valentine's Day, it's always interesting to look at Cupid. And when you start to unpack what Cupid actually does, this idea that he throws arrows at people and they end up falling in love with the first person that they meet, that's kind of an interesting way to approach your life. So if we were to ask kids as early as pre-K or kindergarten, what questions would they have at this point? What kind of who questions or when questions or why questions would come up? I can see them making a list in this sort of low floor, high ceiling concept where maybe your kids that are quick on their toes will come up with a million questions around the, the, the why and the how and the where. Maybe your kids that are not as quick on their toes will still come up with some but not as many. But as you start to roll this out and you realize the rest of the story where Cupid loves honey and turns out the bees don't want to share the honey with them. So he decides to go steal the honey. And when he steals the honey, it turns out the bees didn't like that that much. They sting him up. He gets all messed up in the face. And then he goes to his mom like any boy that does the wrong thing and suffers the consequences would do. And now his mom has to ask the same set of questions. What would those questions look like? Now, I know you get that. I know that's simple enough. But if I was actually to unpack whether or not that was truly understood, 
we've got to break down one of the most important breakdowns that we need to do in learning and in leadership, which is we have to obsess over the evidence of learning. The fancy word for this in education is formative assessment. We want to know as we go that students know so we can know where to go. This is this real-time moving of the ideas, the questions, the knowledge, the exchange of information that helps us get that instantaneous feedback of what I need to do to get there. So in slow motion, if I were to break that down and I think about Cupid, before I even start, I want to make sure there's some sort of assessment of what you already know and what you need to know. If you already know the story about Cupid, maybe I can go through that faster. If the whole idea of some sort of Roman or Greek character coming around doing this sort of thing is super foreign to you, maybe I need to back up a little bit. When I start thinking about him throwing owls at people, I need to make sure you understand what that even means. If I start talking about this idea that, hey, when he stick somebody with an arrow, they're going to fall in love with the first person that they meet. Can you go back and explain that process? Because before I go any further, I want to make sure you understand the basic premise here. If I'm starting to talk about all the different things in the world that Cupid loves, he loves sunsets, he loves roses, he loves puppies, then he loves honey, why am I setting you up this way? Do I know that you understand the purpose of what I'm bringing this information to you for? Even when I talk about this idea that Cupid is going to go steal this honey from these bees, what do you already know about those risks? What do you need to know about the risk of trying to steal honey from bees? As you start going deeper, how can you use that information you know to predict what's going to happen next? Last but not least, when it comes to the point where Cupid goes to tell his mother, can you make an informed argument about Cupid's judgment, about Cupid's behavior, about his consequences based off of what you now know. Well, when I think about this process, there are really three steps that I want to make sure that I break down that you can use whether we're talking about understanding what kids are understanding, understanding what your team is understanding, understanding what your kids are understanding so that you can really understand this question of did they get it? Step one, do they know what they need to know? This requires you to step back and answer two questions. What do they already know? What do they need to know? Built into this is a little bit of pre-work because as part of the intellectual prep, as part of what you need to do to be prepared for this learning experience, you need to be able to identify what do they need to know how to do to do this. So after you figure out whether they know what they need to know, you want to be able to figure out going forward, do they know what I'm doing right now? This means that as you're delivering this instruction, this communication, this mission that you're on, do they understand the key vocabulary, the fundamental concepts, the algorithms, the procedures? Do they know how to do the know-how as you're showing them how? If not, if when I go through and check, they do not understand it, how can I dig in so that I can understand precisely what it is that they don't understand? So the pre-work here is I need to be able to identify 
what those main things are. What are those key things that I'm going to be assessing in real time? And two, maybe I should anticipate how these main things are commonly misunderstood. If I'm thinking about percentages, if something costs $10 and it's on sale for 5% off, I probably need to understand that a lot of kids might misunderstand that to think that you can just do 10 subtracted by 5. So I want to make sure I anticipate those common misunderstandings before I even start. So after I did step one of assessing, do they know what they need to know? After I do step two of considering, do they know what they need to know? After I'm assessing, do they understand what's going on right now? Because I'm checking and verifying in real time whether they have that information. And now I'm going to step three. Last but not least, this step three, which is so powerful, I cannot conclude the learning process without getting to step three. Did they learn it? Anybody can teach. Anybody can stand and deliver. Anybody can cover the PowerPoint slides. But did they actually learn it? Can they independently and successfully complete the learning activity by themselves? Can they clearly articulate what successful completion of this activity looks like? Can they go forth with this policy without any further guidance? Do they actually get it? And when I get to this point of what I, whether they actually got it, here, that intellectual prep requires me to say, what does success look like? What does it sound like? What is the evidence that I'm going to be looking at to make sure that kids are exactly where they need to be, that my leaders are exactly where they need to be, that my children are exactly where they need to be? What is the proof of that? So as I start thinking about these three steps collectively, do they know what they need to know? Do they know what I'm doing right now? And did they learn it? I've got to understand that this is not a linear path. If they don't know what they need to know, I need to be able to step back and go through the same teaching process. And when I go through this reteaching process, the next question I would ask myself as I'm doing this review is, do they know what I'm doing right now? And even after that, I'm going to see whether or not they learned it. If I'm starting at step two and I'm in the middle of doing something and I realize I'm getting deers in the headlights, I realize that they're not actually understanding it because when I'm assessing them in real time, that information is giving me feedback that they don't have it. I've got to go all the way back to step one. I've got to figure out what are they missing? What are those prerequisites that need to be filled in? And if I get all the way to the end and realize I didn't learn it, I might need to go back to step one. I might need to go back to step two. But this is a cycle. This is a cycle that we need to follow as we go through so we can truly understand what it is they understand. Did they get it or did they not get it? Did you get that? Do you understand? How would I want to check for your understanding? Maybe I'm going to ask you to do this same sort of questioning flow for whatever that problem is in your life. Whatever that lesson is you're about to teach tomorrow, that tricky concept that gets your kids tripped up year after year, that one routine in your household that you are looking, begging for in order for you to save time in your morning or evening routines. If we can go through these steps and you can ask yourself to complete the process, 
Do they know what they need to know? Do they know what I'm doing right now? And did they learn it? You can be in a much stronger place to determine whether or not they actually got it. How will I know if he really loves me? You check for understanding. You make sure they've got it. Thank you for listening to the Think Law Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast by clicking on the subscribe option on whatever platform you're listening to. Thank you for helping us create a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good. To get the latest and greatest updates about our work, please join our mailing list by texting THINKLAW to 66866. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Law Podcast.